Faith promise, we're going to shake it off. Amen. We're going to shake what the devil put on us. We're going to shake what the world has put on us. We're going to shake off what people have said about us, what we thought. We're going to shake off, and we are going to lift up holy hands, and we are going to experience God in radical new ways. Anybody with me in the house? All of our campuses, come on. Man. God is up to something, whatever campus you're at. We are stoked that you are here with us. It is so exciting to worship together, to experience God together. 2015 has already been great. By the way, before we dive completely in the Word, I want to remind, uh, let you know, next Saturday night at the Pellissippi campus, after the, uh, seven, after the 6 o'clock service at 7.15, we're going to have an information meeting for those who want to go with us to Israel uh, this October, it'll be a life-changing experience. Man, you, you sail in the Sea of Galilee and take the Lord's Supper together. We're going to walk where Jesus walked. It will, it will change your Bible study. It'll change. So if you want to be a part of that, you can, email, uh, you can email me, Pastor at Faith Promise, or just show up next Saturday night at the Pellissippi campus, and we're going to just, it's going to be a life-changing experience. Well, I've been so excited this week. Because I've gotten so many emails about the devotion and so many people that email me their word their, their, from last weekend, their, their one focus word for the year. People have been doing the devotion. And, you know, when I wrote that devotion, it said, email me how we can be unified. I really didn't realize what y'all were going to do. So I've spent most of my week on my iPhone answering emails from people who've been having a quiet time. And that rocks, doesn't it? Man, that is exciting. So... I was thrilled to answer every single one of them, and God is just up to something. Uh, this year, it's the, our theme is to be planted in the house out of Psalms 92, 12 through 14, which means, listen, stay focused and stay faithful. Get planted. Get in a group because we're going to do something new this Easter. We'll have over 13,000 people Easter weekend. And, and we need you guys to be ready to get them involved into a group. So if you're not in a group and you invite someone, you can't help them get into a group. So And now is the time to get ready for that. Uh, but as, as people have, have said, we will get it planted. As folks are about to finish a 21-day fast, I don't know about you, but I'm very excited about that. Uh, and so it's been a great fast. God is moving. It's a great way to light up the year, finish strong. Uh, but it is, it's, it's almost over. 21-day devotion is almost over. And, and this realize with thousands of people reading the Word to God together, praying together, focused, do you think hell's a little upset about that? So, so listen, just to be, to be rewarded. Hey, realize it's coming. Expect opposition when you decide, hey, I'm going to get in the Bible 15 minutes a day, or I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do this 21 day fast, and and I'm going to get planted this year. I'm going to make God number one, and all the things we talked about so far this year. You just need to expect opposition because let's don't let the devil take us off track. Amen. Let's keep forging forward to all that God has for us, and so it is going to be. It's it's just amazing. Now, if you missed last weekend, I want to challenge you. Go online, podcast, go to Faith Promise, go to our, one of our, our resource areas at all of our campuses. We'll give you a free DVD, a free CD, however you want to get the information. And Because you don't want to miss last week. It is so foundational in this series. And this series has actually been so important. And we had so much material that we're going to extend it two weeks. Except we're not going to extend it on the weekend. I'm going to record those this week and I'll... T I'll, I'll uh, uh, 
let everybody know. Get it out on social media. The next two messages will be on our new app. So download the New Faith Promise app. It's free. And it'll be on there, and you can get those, and it will help you immensely because we just couldn't cover all the stuff. Because we want so much more for you than we want from you. We want you to reach your absolute full potential. And God is placing you gifts and dreams and desires. If you're born again, His Holy Spirit is in you, and God is placing in you just gifts that He wants to use within the body of Christ, and He wants to use you. And so the only way is for you to, to grow to your full potential. And so now that's what we're about. So get on the app, do that. Uh, we're, we're, again, we're going to do it together. Uh, we're gonna, we're, that's what we're all about. We're about together. Amen? Now, in this series, we've been talking some people, a lot of us look at other people who have it all together. Nobody has it all together. Are you just go home with the people that have it all together and check it out. It'll make you feel better, really, it will. Uh, but we look at people whose who's spiritual walk or marriage or their financial world or their ministry or or their physical health, and we say, well, I can never get healthy, or I can never get out of debt, or my marriage can never be better. I, I've tried to read the Bible, it doesn't work. And we look at all those things, and those other people, well, they did that one big thing. No, there is no silver bullet that one person does that they become healthy overnight, or spiritual overnight, or have a great marriage overnight. It is the small things that make a huge difference. Does that make sense? It's really the patterns that we live, and I may talk about that later in the year, the patterns that make us or break us, the 15-minute chair challenge of spending time whenever it's good for you, whenever you're at your best in the day, picking the word, one small thing. Now, so last week we gave you assignment. How many of you have your word? Let me see your hand. You have your word. Okay. I'm going to count to three. Shout it out. Every campus. Are you ready? One, two, three. Oh, that's good. I'm impressed. I like that. How many of you do not have your word? Hold your hands up. Come on. Be honest. God will strike you with lightning. Okay. I have your word. It's called procrastination. So by next weekend, get your cotton-picking word, all right? Come on. Get the words. I'm sorry. You'll never raise your hand again. Well, I apologize. I'm a bad person. Everyone knows that. If you're around for a while, you'll, you'll, get, a whole, you'll, 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 you'll get that. So, but get the word. Get the focus. Now, what we're going to talk about today is, is we're going to talk about thinking, how we think, and let's think for a change. Now, you say, well, I think. You, a lot, all, we all think, but we don't think for a change. So for a change, let's think for a change. Amen? Because, listen, your thoughts will make you or break you. So we talked about this last week, but your thoughts, your thoughts will, it will determine your what? Next weekend, we're going to talk about words on the app. It's going to, I mean, next week, it's going, to, it's going to rock your world. Thoughts may, uh, create your words, and your words determine your, your actions, create your, and your habits will bring about your, turn to your neighbor and say what you've been thinking about. There we go. Come on. That's the real deal right there, isn't it? What you've been thinking about. So our key theme verse for this weekend is Proverbs 23, 7, one of my all-time favorite verses. And it is this, for as a man, as a woman, as a person within himself, so he is. So however you think, that's what you are. Is that right? As he, she, as we think, so 
He is, so we are. So however you think will determine what you are. So your thinking is more important. The word think in the Hebrew right here means literally to split open or to set a price upon something. As we split us open, as we look within us, as we see our thoughts that, that are deep within us as we see it. See, what are, do your thoughts do to you? They make you what you are. Does that make sense? Let me give you a, a Craig Rochelle uh, a quote. It says this, For you will always move in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Is that right? You will always. I remember teaching my kids, you know, if you took your kids to a parking lot, taught them to ride the bicycle, there's one light pole in the whole parking lot. 8,000 acres. What do they go for? The light pole. Why do they go for the light pole? Because they look at the light pole. I fly an airplane. It's unbelievable. We do it with a car. But, you know, when I'm flying and I decide to look over here at this weather on this, on this GPS over here, and as soon as I do, I just do that right there. And you do it too because when you reach over to get something to the car, you do this. Because we move in the direction of our strongest thought. We all do it. And so we are today, just a thought I got years ago, we are today where our thoughts, that you are today where your thoughts have brought you, and you will go where your thoughts will take you. Does that make sense? You, you are today, your marriage, your ministry, your money, your life, your spiritual walk, your job, everything you are today where your thoughts have brought you, and you will be at the end of this year, at the end of five years, where your thoughts will take you because as a man, woman, boy, or girl thinks within themselves, so are they. To think within is the mind or the inner person. And so if you say, you know, I can't, then you can't. I can't lose weight, then you can't. I can never have a quiet time, then you can't. My marriage will never be great, then it won't. I can never do ministry, then you never will. I could never get out of debt, then you'll always be broke. But you don't understand, I can, I can. And as long as you believe it, that's exactly what you'll receive. Does that make sense? Are you all out there? I mean, because as we think, when the, if I don't have anything to offer, then you'll never make a difference. But if you believe God is with you, then you'll experience his presence. If you believe God wants to use you, then you can make a difference. If you believe, if you're married, that your marriage can be great, then it will be great. If you believe that you can serve God within his body called the church, then you can and you'll make a difference. If you believe that you can get healthy, then you will. If you believe that you can get out of debt, then you will because you're going to travel in the direction of your strongest thought. Does that make sense? So come on. As a man, as a woman, as a student, think within themselves. So, uh, by the way, parents, every campus, you need to make sure your kids go to Fusion. They say, but I don't have the money. Then you tell the, the student pastor, whatever campus you're at, we'll make sure nobody, nobody misses because they can't afford. So, man, let, students, you need to be there. We'll, we'll have over 1,000 students that weekend. We're building an army of teenagers. They're going to transform. They're going to reach their middle schools and their high schools. They're going to stand for Jesus, and we're going to do it. All right. In your seat is a card. Pull it out. Come on, pull it out. You're on it. I know. Lift one cheek. Pull it out. You didn't even know it was there. It's still there. Pull it out. Wave it at me. Let me see it. Wave it. Come on. All right. Do not get to Listen. Do not start until I tell you to put your pen or pencil. There's a pen in front of you in the seat back pocket. We're going to take a thought audit. Are you with me? A thought audit. 
On line number one, to the left is worried. That's number one. All the way to the right is peaceful. So let me ask you, do you worry all the time? Is your spiritual gift worrying? Do you worry about the money? Do you worry about your health? Do you worry about your kids? Do you worry about the future? Do you worry about the stock market? Do you worry if the pastor will yell anymore? Do you worry? Do you, do you worry about your marriage? Do you worry? Do you just, you know, is it your knee jerk that you just, you know, you can't help it? I mean, you just worry. As a matter of fact, for some of you, if you didn't worry, your family and friends would think there was something wrong. When something goes wrong at our house, and Michelle says, are we going to worry? I said, we can call your dad or my mom because they are good warriors. <laughs> so there's no reason all of us worry, so call your dad. I'll call mom next time. Tell your dad what's going on. He can sit in the living room and wring his hands. Oh, man. What's going to happen? And then you and I don't have to. Are, are you with me? Now, all the way to the other side of that is peaceful. That means that you rest in the promises of God that you're, you're secure, that when, when bad things happen, you're not going to freak out and, and go postal because you know that, that God is going to take care of it. You have the peace that passes all understanding. Okay, on the continuum, from worry to peaceful, circle your number. Either, you know, one all the way to ten, circle your numbers. Hey, the number that best represents your thinking. No cheating. Don't answer your neighbor's question. Don't look and say, what's well, a pack of bull hockey? What are you? Good night. Move it over there to one. Uh-uh. That doesn't that get to help. Don't do that. Just circle your, no cheating, eyes on your own paper. Circle that. All right. Have you got it? If you're ready, say, I'm ready. Now, I'm line number two, negativity. All the way to the left is one. All the way to the far right is positive. Now, there are people that have the gift of negativity. They hear any idea, and they know why it won't work, why it can't work, why it's been tried before, and you'd be stupid if you ever tried to do it. They are critical. They assume the worst. They come to church looking for what's wrong, not for looking for what's right. They're critical in really all part of life, so you end up with destination disease. One day you're going to be happy when you get somewhere else. When you get married or when you get divorced or when you have kids or when they move out or when you get a job or when you retire, it's always going to be somewhere out there. Or fall the way the other side of that continuum, you're positive. You just believe the best. You come to church expecting God to move. In a situation, in your family or work or whatever, you just believe. You know, ladies, if, the, if your 17-year-old is 10 minutes late, do you believe he's been run over by a semi, drugged down the interstate, and then ripped, robbed, and raped on the side of the interstate? Okay, you're going to be a little on the left side of the continuum. And ladies tend to think the worst. Do not look at me spiritual. I know. I've been, you know. I mean, when the kids will, they be late. He says, they're dead. No, they're not dead, Michelle. They're going to, you know, trust me, they're coming home. We tried to move. They find us. No, they're going to. So all the way over here, you know, uh, you know, so all the way over here to the right is Romans 8, 28. I really believe God's going to bring all things together. So circle the number. Come on, be honest. You're not going to pass these in. You have one negative and ten positive. Where do you end up on that continuum? All right, if you're ready to move on, say, I'm ready. Number three, on the left is worldly, on the right is e eternal. 
those are sort of polar opposites. One is, is worldly, again, not evil, just worldly, and the other side is eternal. Are you consumed with life here? What's going to drive? What's going to wear? Where are you going to be? How much money you have? What's going to happen? What do people think about you? Do you look good? I mean, just on and on, you're consumed with what's going on, the here and the now. Or on the other side of the team, eternal, you're thinking about how you can bring God greater glory. When a situation happens, you're wondering, what does God want to do? You've got some God thoughts. You, you think about ministry. You meet people. You wonder, are they born again? Are they saved? Is this a divine appointment? You're looking, you know, for what this, how can God use you wherever you are? Zero is, zero is worldly. Ten is, is eternal. Circle which number applies best to you. All right, and then you can put it in your Bible because we want to get those numbers to the right. I love a graph that goes to up and to the right. And so I'm uh, just always, I'm, I'm about more. Now, if you did not circle 10, 10, and 10, this message is for you. Anybody not circle 10, 10, and 10? Come on, all right. If you circle 10, 10, and 10, then you're alive. All right, so, <laughs> so, so here's the deal. So this is a thought audit because your thoughts will determine where you're going to go. As you think within yourself, so are you. And so we are surrounded by a society and a culture that wants to pull us to one. Am I right? You have friends and family that want to pull you to one. We have, I mean, we have a devil that wants to pull us to one. I have family members that if, if something's going on and they say, are you worried? And I say, no, they say, you're crazy. I'm lying, I'm dying. You're crazy. You've got to worry. Well, would it help? No, but you need to. Well, Jesus said, I can't add a day to my life, an inch to my height. And I, he, matter of fact, he said, today's got enough problem. Why would I worry about tomorrow? <clears throat> so Jesus said not to worry, and I'm going to listen to him and not them. Amen. And so, uh, so what do we do? So how can we change our thinking? Are y'all ready to learn? Y'all ready? If you're ready, say, I'm ready. All right, let's do it. Number one, two things I'm going to give you. These are, and if you'll do these things, these are little changes that will make a big difference. Number one, capture dangerous thoughts. Now you say, I'm not a hunter. Well, I am. Hunting season just left. It's a sad thing. It's like 12 weeks in turkey seasons back. And, and so, you know, people don't care about turkeys. It's, it's Bambi. Never understood that. It captured dangerous thoughts. Like a hunter, man, you've got to capture dangerous thoughts. 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5. Another, one of my absolute favorite passages. For though we walk in the flesh, that means this world, this physical realm, we do not war according to the flesh. That means that there's nothing in this world or worldly that's going to help you against the devil. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but are divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. I mean, and this is all within your mind. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God, and we are taking every thought what? We're taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Now, Paul is writing this to the church in Corinth, and the church in Corinth was consumed with a web of lies, who they were in God, what they could do. They were caught up. The Gnostics were, were, you know, were, were beginning to stir, and they believed wrong things about God. Because Now, realize, the Corinthian church didn't have a Bible. The New Testament wasn't together. 
So they didn't have what you and I have, so they didn't have a way to pull these, these things that were, that were coming against the knowledge of God, the knowledge of Christ, all these things. And so, so God has given us weapons to destroy strongholds, which to destroy, which is, is the Greek word dunamis, we get our word dynamite. You have explosive power in you to destroy speculations, lofty things raised up against the knowledge of God that would keep you from God's best in your life. Do y'all believe that? Come on, you have explosive power to pull down, the scripture said, strongholds. Strongholds, okucharama in the Greek, which, which means a prisoner locked up by deception. So people go to church, I can't. You don't understand, Pastor, I tried. I tried a small group, it didn't work. I tried to read my Bible. You know, that's for other people. That, I'm going to come and I like it. And, but, but, you know, come on, I'm, you know, that's, I, I can't. That is a, that's a stronghold. That is someone that is a prisoner in a, in a dungeon of deception. Does that make sense? You know, my marriage just can't get any better. Dungeon of deception. I can't get healthy. Dungeon of deception. I can't get out of debt. Dungeon of deception. God can never use me. Dungeon of deception. I can never really walk close with God. Dungeon of deception. Is it? And listen, wouldn't the devil want you to believe those lies? And so we're force-fed this crap from the world that we can never and God can never and there's no hope. And we have this stinking thinking that locks us up. We let Lucifer lock the door to the power and the presence of God because we believe things. Come on, church. Do we still believe this Bible? Come on, let's walk in some victory. That stinking thinking will lock you up. I talk to people every day. I, listen, I just want to grab people and shake them and say, come on, shake that stuff off. Get rid of that stuff. Like the song we say, come on, get off it. But you know what? They're in a, they're in a dungeon of deception. And they've been there so long, there's not even a door. We keep ourselves, listen, we keep ourselves locked up for the devil. Is that stupid? But that's what most believers do. Wow, come on. That's just crazy. Now, Jesus said that our enemy was the father of what? What? The devil, Lucifer, the serpent of old, is the father of lies. So wouldn't that be one of his great MOs to keep us from all that God has for us? Absolutely. No question about it. But I tried. Listen, that's why this whole thing is a faith walk. Step out. Believe God. I 2015 is going to be your greatest year. It's going to be your greatest year. It's going to be Faith Promises' greatest year. How do you know? Because I believe it by faith. And I believe it, and I'm receiving it. Man, next week we're going to talk about the words that we speak. Too many of us speak death every day to ourselves and our families and our situations instead of speaking some life in Jesus' name. So it's going to be your best years. You may receive that. Somebody, man, come on. Man. John 8, 32, Jesus said, you shall know the what? The what? And it, the truth will set you free. That's why I've given you the 15-minute chair challenge. 
Spend some time in the Word of God. So every time the devil tries to lock you up by a lie and you open the Word of God and you say, well, I can't do it. And the Bible says, but I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Wait, 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 wait. I can't. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, but I can't lose weight. I, I can't get my marriage together. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, but, but I'm going to always be broken. I'm never going to have any money, but I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I tried to serve. It didn't really work out, God, so I don't think I can serve, but I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, is God a liar or are we? That's why you need to be in the Word so that you'll know the word, so that you can pull down the strongholds that keep us locked up in this dungeon of deception that keep us. Man, we're going to demolish these strongholds with the word of God. We're going to speak to that which is not as that which is. I am speaking life over Campbell County. We are going to, we are going to, man, we're going to see that county one in Jesus' name. Speaking life. Speaking life over your small group and speaking life over your ministry and every single campus. We're trying to figure out when our next service is going at Pellissippi. We hadn't been in this building long. We went from five to three. We're going to be back in four. Then five. Really? Where are they coming from? You're bringing them. Does God still want to save people? I can't. Does God still want to save people? Then we're going to bring them in Jesus' name. Man, come on. As we learn the truth, I am an overcomer. I can have a great marriage. I can get out of debt. I can be healthy. Five pounds, I'll be at my goal weight. I can do this, man. I can walk with God. I know as I read my Bible, there'll be some stuff I don't get. Every time you read something and you say, but I don't understand that, say, but the preacher said he doesn't understand a lot of it either. Anybody tells you they understand this whole book is demented. Are you with me? And so I'm trying to learn more of it, but come on. So you get to part, well, I don't know what that means. Well, you know, I bet the preacher's having a quiet time scratching his head thinking, what in the world? Because that's what I do sometimes. And so I'm an overcomer. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm going to win. I, the royal blood of God flows through my veins. I've been born again. I've been sealed with the Holy Spirit. I've been filled with the Holy Spirit. God has got a plan for my life, and God already knows the beginning from the end, and God is going to win, and this is going to be an amazing year, and God's favor is going to flow, and I'm going to experience God, and I can't wait to see all that God is going to do in Jesus' name. So... So one thing, the first thing we do is we, we capture, grab a hold and capture these thoughts. The second thing we're going to do is this. We're going to fix your thoughts on the right things. Fix our thoughts on the right things. Let's, let's look at Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 and 9. Finally, brethren, I've told you all this. Now listen, I'm ripe, I'm, I'm winding this letter up. Philippians, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is Whatever is, whatever is, whatever is, whatever is, if there's any, ex, any excellence and anything worthy of praise, dwell, think about, consume, meditate on these things, the things you've learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be. I like some peace. Y'all like some peace. Man, we live in a turmoil world, don't we? 
Where's the next terrorism attack? Where's the next war going out? What's going to happen to the stock market? What about the future? What's going to happen with the king of, you know, of Saudi over there has just died? What about this and what about that? What about the next political race? What about Obamacare? What about, what about, what about, what about? I'm just going to bask in the peace of Jesus. Amen. I'm going to let everybody else worry. Are you with me? Listen, let them worry. Just let them worry about it all. Because you know what? The Scripture says, I've never seen the righteous begging for bread. God said, I'm going to take care of everything you need. Matter of fact, we're blessed, most blessed people on the planet. Are you with me? So, man, I, so fix your mind on these things. When you begin to worry, you know, say, but my Bible says to cast all my cares upon him, for he cares for me. Every time you begin to, thoughts begin to bombard you, you just fight those thoughts back. When the devil attacked Jesus, did Jesus pull his sword out and smack him in the head? No, Jesus opened the word of God up and rebuked him three times. That was, that was just, that was, you know, that, if you've been reading through, that was in our Bible reading plan in the last several days. I don't remember what day it was. And I'm, I'm, and I'm thinking about the devil tempting Jesus with the world. <laughs> We're talking about the creator of the universe, the king of glory. I mean, and trying to tempt Jesus with this pathetic, sad, sinful second world. And listen, if it wouldn't tempt Jesus, then why should it tempt us? Come on. Man, when I was in seminary, let me tell you what they taught me. They taught me I would be a bivocational pastor. I was told by a, by a family member if I went to ministry, I could never afford to buy shoes for my kids. So I went to three years, I got my master's, and they told me, always carry your King James, get you a good job because you'll never pastor a church that will pay you enough to live. Boy, were they wrong. And see, this is the deal. They meant, they meant well. They meant well. Because almost 70% of Baptist churches are bivocational. It was a Southern Baptist seminary. They said, but had I believed what they said about my future, I'd be pastoring a church of 35 people. I'd be building houses on the side. I'd be loving God. And there'd be tens of thousands of lost people. Wouldn't have been saved through the ministry of faith promise. Our God would have raised somebody else up to do it. But listen, I'm not going to let somebody else seal my fate because my destiny was was designed by God. Are y'all with me? See so see God's got bigger thoughts. So what what lie are you what lie are you believing that's keeping you from all that God wants in your life? What are you looking for God to do? You know, because what you look for is what you get. When I got married, I never I mean I drove a Corvette. I never dreamed I'd have a minivan. I mean, nerds drop. Come on, a minivan. And you can't put flames and mags on a minivan. It just, no, a minivan. I never noticed a minivan. We bought a green Dodge Caravan to haul Michelle's children around. (laughs) And you know what I noticed everywhere I went? Green Dodge minivans. Those suckers were everywhere. They were everywhere. Why didn't I notice them? I wasn't looking for them. I wasn't looking for them. See, you get what you're looking for. Your life is going to move in the the direction of your strongest thought. 
Is your strongest thought God? Is your strongest thought the Word of God? For as a man, woman, boy, or girl think within themselves, so are they. Does this make sense? Now, I want to challenge you to change some inputs. Because, see, your thoughts come from your inputs. Somebody told me that last weekend. She said, hey, before thoughts, there are inputs. So I want to challenge you, if you're in your car, throw a Faith Promise worship CD in there. Come on. Instead of listening to talk radio, or as my son Zach calls it, pessimism radio. You ever listen to talk radio? Everything's horrible. Listen, if I believed everything on talk radio, America would have been gone 30 years ago. It's here. So I get in the car, and I've got my, I've got my iPhone. I'm, I'm podcasting leadership. I went to the gym today, and I listened to a Perry Noble's podcast. I'm listening to Stephen Furtick's sermon, or I'm listening to the Word of God. So instead of, instead of just mind-numbing to some music, I'm jamming to some of the Word of God. Now listen, when you get home at night, how about cut the TV off just a little and read? Read. Come on, just read a book. Listen, one this year. Just I'm going to cut it off for a few minutes and read. Spend some time. Do the 15-minute chair challenge. Change the inputs because the inputs will change what goes in. That'll change what stays in. That'll change what goes out. And you'll begin to believe the Word of God that you are a victor. And it'll flow through you. And your faith will grow. And your walk will grow. And your connection with God will grow. And God will use you. And He will bless you. And you will walk with favor. <laughs> Woo, my soul. Some of you, listen. The first step to changing your thoughts is you got to have your brain rewired. And salvation is having your brain rewired. How's that work? I don't know. I know that one day I was in the hospital as a drug addict, and the next day I didn't want to get high again. Now, I don't know how that worked, but when I invited Jesus into my heart, he changed my brain. Are you with me? Man, he changed my brain. He started, he started giving me new thoughts I'd never thought. I'd, hey, listen, want to go to church? Why in the world would anybody want to go to a boring, dead church? I couldn't wait to get to church. I couldn't wait to sing with the people of God. Come on. So some of you have never had a, you've never had your brain rewired. You've never been born again. You've never surrendered your life. Listen, I'm not about to talk about being religious or Making God some kind of pastime. Listen, man, he's prime time or he's no time. He's Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. Come on. And so if you're ready, every campus, if you're ready right now, thousands of people with us right now, and you're ready to give your heart to Jesus. You're ready to have your brain rewired. You're ready to have your sin forgiven with every head bowed, every eye closed. Let's pray with them. Nobody prays alone. Let's pray this confessional prayer. Dear Jesus, I know I've sinned. I've messed up. My thinking, my heart, my life, forgive me. Come into my heart. I confess you as Lord. Change my thinking. Show me how to follow you. Show me how to honor you. Taking every thought captive and fixing my thoughts on you. Thanks for hearing me. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Somebody give God some praise in the house. Woo! Man. Woo! Now, if you're online or you are, are, are at the Pellissippi campus, if you opened your heart to Jesus, take, if you'll take your communication card 
internet campus, there's somebody that's, if you go to the chat room, they'd love to pray with you right now, or you can click right there to the communication card, and somebody will email you or be in contact. By the way, our iCampus is exploding in growth. Kyle is doing an unbelievable job. Come on, somebody. It's been great. Wow. And so, so if you're if here and you gave our Jesus, if you'll fill the communication card out or you need to sign up for Next Steps, second Sunday at every campus or, you know, whatever you need on that card, a group or serve, put that on there. Drop in the offering box. Take it to the Next Steps area. Somebody will help you. Listen, has it been good to be in the house of God this weekend? Man. Man. Now, next weekend, we celebrate our 20th. Who would have ever thought it? 20 years old, faith promise. And so you say, well, I'm brand new. I don't need to come to that. Oh, yes, you do. You need to know what happened in the beginning. And you need to know what God did to bring us where we are so we'll know what to do so he'll take us where he wants us. So that's, that's next weekend. We start a three-week series. And so you don't, you don't want to miss that. Remember, be faithful in your giving, communication card, all that kind of stuff. Get, listen, in Easter, let me tell you this, we'll be done. Easter, we're going to have 13,000 plus people. We'll baptize 300 people that weekend. It'll be our biggest weekend we've ever had. And we love that. We thank God for that. Amen. But what's the theme of this year? Give me the word. So we don't want to see 1,000 people raise their hand. They got saved. 300 people get baptized. You know what we want to see? All those people, what do we see them do? Planted. We need to get it planted in groups. And if you're not in a group, then when you bring your friend and I tell them to get planted, they look at you and say, what group can I go to? And you say, I don't know, I'm not in one. Is that right? You say, but I, you know, I, I tried group, I can't. You can't? Who's can't from? Lie. You can. There's no perfect group. If there's a perfect group, don't join it. You'll ruin it. <laughs> Amen? Come on, let's be real. So if you want to go to Next Steps, they'll help you or put it on the communication card. We'll help you find a group. But we want to help all those people who come Easter get planted. Are you with me? Because, listen, it's the people that planted are planted in the house of the Lord that flourish. Amen. I love you. People here down here, pray for you. Be blessed. See you next weekend. Bring somebody.